get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. We're joined back by old man Trev. He's aged. God, has he aged. Um, also, uh, we are joined by Princess Gunnar, uh, Amanda, and the sound of the clock end, uh, clock end Ben, Ben Bennett. Uh, who has done an article in the Gooner fanzine, which we will talk about later in the show. Uh, we are going to talk about the Liverpool game. We're going to look ahead to the Newcastle game. And we're going to talk about atmosphere and stuff at, at grounds and all the other stuff that we do on the Gooner debate. Uh, ben, welcome back to uh, the, the show. There's two weeks running. Christ, you'll be on the payroll next. I know, I know, Fergus. I'm absolutely honoured to be back. I can't believe it. That means it you have to pay me, by the way. It took me, me about two years for you to get me on, and now two two in two weeks. So, uh, yeah, make most of it. <laughs> and Amanda, you're back on with us again. Uh, you were unwell last week. You had this bloody lurgy I had and coughs and colds. But, yeah, so how are you feeling? You're all right? Yeah, I'm better. I just My voice keeps going, and I'm coughing like a trooper, but I'm not ill at all anymore. Hi, Joe. Um, it's just, uh, It's just, you know, I didn't have COVID. I just had a really bad, heavy cold and everything. So I'm glad that um, Trev and Ben are all right now. Me and you just had colds, didn't we? So yeah, yeah, I I'd COVID enough to enough for anybody already. So I've enough for the last year. So I didn't want yeah. any of it this year. Um, Trev, Kai's happy to have you back. Ah, yeah, at, I, at I, least I, somebody I, is. Listen, Fergus, what you, I can't be asked with shouting at you all night tonight. So just keep your voice down a bit, right? <laughs> Speak sense and listen to what the old man says, right? Kai, thank you very. I, I just, I'm not going to linger on it. I got COVID. I think I got it at Leicester. It put me right. I'm not the youngest man, as everyone knows. It put me right on my backside for well over a week, near a fortnight. I'm still not 100, percent but I'm much better. Thank you, everyone, for the get well messages. Really appreciate it. And then I'm, I'm not going to say any more on it because we have to move on from it. So thank you, Kai, and uh, thank you, Dan and Joe and everyone else. That uh, wish me well. I appreciate it very much. And I'm going. So on we went. To... Yeah, I know. But I'm not <laughs> going to. Really, isn't it? I'm not going to Woodbine because Fergus is going in the Woodbine, and I'm going to dodge him. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a few who's gone to the Woodbine. Um, uh, Mehol, the the um, the owner of there is doing Movember, and I've just donated on behalf of Guns and Yellow Ribbons to his Movember campaign in aid of prostate cancer. So if you want to go onto their Instagram, it's uh, the Woodbine. Make a donation. He's trying to uh, raise a grand. He's at about five hundred quid. So I do it. I would stick up a link, but I didn't even prepare that. It was only because uh, Trev dropped in um, uh, his anti Woodbine. Uh, things, even though I've got the best pint of Guinness in North London, you know. So, uh, <laughs> ten games nothing, unbeaten. Oh, wait a minute, you calm down a minute, you. There was nothing anti woodbine <laughs> in what I said. It wasn't anti woodbine at all. I it's anti it you. Right. Thank oh. you, Princess. Thank you very much, Princess. Right. Oh, poor Fergus. <laughs> Oh, yeah. First game in uh, first big test in 10 games. We had 10 games unbeaten. Um, you know, a lot of people said to us, you know, uh, uh, that I'll oh, trust the process. The process is working. Project Youth. Um, a lot of people said we've played nobody yet again. I could see improvement against the likes of Burnley, less so against Brighton, but even Watford games that we thought um, that in previous years we wouldn't have won 
Uh, we probably would have drawn or, or capitulated and lost. Uh, Liverpool going to Anfield was a huge test. The 5.30 kickoff on Saturday was a huge test. Um, ben, you travelled up there. Um, what were your feelings en route and, and, and leading up to it? I know you were in the Arkell and you, you all had a good sing-song and everything else as well. Um, well, first things first, I was actually dangerously optimistic after 10 games you, you kind of you don't feel confident but you feel like there's something there to to have, have a little go at and I thought yeah dangerously optimistic was the right two words about it but um yeah it was just to see see how far we had come really but you know the golfing class between Liverpool and us is just so so big I mean rightly so I mean they've been together as a team for for well, pretty much the Klopp's built that team now, only over the over the period of five, six years, and we we are still building. We're going to be building for a while yet, and um, yeah, the golfing class just showed in the end a little bit of experience and a couple of the players, players like the Conga and Tavares, obviously going to obviously benefit from the experience um, for the future. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, we for forty minutes we we gave as good as we got. I thought we, we put the tackles in. We was. Out, out the blocks, which we have been consistently this season, which has been a big plus because we've been over the many years we've been really slow starters. But I felt this season we've um, we certainly um, improved on that department, and we done it again on the Saturday. Of course, we're going to have did. spells uh, where we was under the cosh. Ramsdale um, kept us in it a few times. Um, we'll go into we'll go into the game in a little bit more detail yeah. shortly but before I'm just trying to get the 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 gauge of where people were Trev um ahead of the game um you know the the head to head for 33 matches Klopp versus uh, uh versus Arteta's 2021 record wasn't too bad Arteta um had a slight edge by winning 18 games versus Klopp's 17 games uh every reason to be maybe optimistic that we might nick it or get a draw or get some sort of result up there, wouldn't you have thought? Yeah, look, look, Ferg, you know me well enough by now, mate, to know that stats don't really bother me. Stats can be twisted and turned and and they don't they, they very rarely show a true picture of what's going on. I, I mean, like Ben, much like my, my good mate Ben said, I was very optimistic about going to Liverpool. And and um when we got beat like we did, I was absolutely devastated. But I wasn't devastated because of the performance. I was devastated because my team, the Arsenal, got beat. And if you're not devastated any time the Arsenal get beat, then, you know, then you should be. But we were OK. We, we we came up against possibly the best side in the country on their day, right? Um, And and, and we, we really put a show up for the first 40 minutes, you know. We really, really... Gave as good as we got. And then, and, and Ben summed it up. I can't really say anything different about it, Ferg. Ben summed it up in that we just, we just, we, we showed our, our age and our inexperience. When the game, when, when we had the key, obviously, as we've all spoken about, was Klopp and Arteta having their throw, chucking their handbags at each other. And and that's that, that lifted the Liverpool players. And it seemed to make our lads a little bit tentative of, of, of responding to that. And, um, and that was it. That was game over. We, I knew from that moment onwards that we weren't going to come back and win it. I just hoped that we held our own and and and, and didn't get too embarrassed. And even though it was four nil, I saw enough positives there, Fergus, to keep me, you know, keep me looking forward to watching us this week. We 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 weren't bad. We were inexperienced. We weren't bad. 
I, I think that's a, a good assessment, inexperienced rather than rather than poor. And I think a lot of us went uh, into the game thinking, you know, it was more about the performance rather than the result. If I, I think I even said uh, on here last week, uh, the week before, um, that um, if we went there and lost 1-0, but put in a decent performance, I would have been happy. Amanda, your thoughts on on um, leading up to it, you know, it going into it, did did you have any hope? I, I know realistically we're all blinkered, we're Arsenal fans, we've got a rose-tinted glasses on and, and everything else. But had you seen the improvement that made you think, hang on a second, you know, we, we, we can give them a game if if we play the, play the right way? Well, <clears throat> I was interview, um, interviewed, I was invited onto a Liverpool podcast last week called The Anfield Index. And I've been on there a couple of times over the years. And I went on and I was a, a tiny bit of hope. There was a tiny bit of hope that we could at least go and not capitulate um, and maybe at the most get a draw. But I was sort of laughing with the, the Liverpool guy and he was very concerned about Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka and going through their midfield and stuff. And I sat there and I said, yeah, you got Salah and God knows who else. So I was I was a little bit apprehensive to even think about a draw. And I, I knew we wouldn't win. There was, there, in my head, there was no way we were going to win. And we did give them a game, Fergus, for 41 minutes. We did. And <clears throat> the situation is, is that Mane was committing fouls all over the pitch. And the foul he actually committed... Um, the last one, Arteta lost it. Now, yes, you don't do that at Anfield because of all of all grounds and of all fans, um, it completely lifted the fans and lifted the team and then that was it. It was finished. I don't blame Arteta for that, but maybe he's got to learn that he's going to have to keep it, keep it quite calm in situations. Maybe not at the Emirates so much, but at Anfield. Okay, You know I'm a massive advocate of Mikel, but I haven't got a problem criticising things. But in the heat of the moment, he got so frustrated with what Mane was doing. And if, if you remember last season, Mane elbowed Tierney and he should have been sent off for that. So I think there's a little bit of history there. And Mane is a little bit of a, he's a nudger, isn't he? He's a bit of an annoying, get in there, leaves his foot in player. Not dirty, dirty, but he's a little bit that can wind you up and he does it for his team. And it worked. Um, did I think we were going to win? No. Did I think we were going to draw? Slightly. Um I was I was disappointed in our second half performance. I I just thought shame really because we're at Anfield. We can go for it. We're I think we're already two 0 down by then. It was just a shame that we we went like that. And I also feel that he should have he should have brought Martinelli on for a Bamiang bit earlier. And you you're, know I you're, don't... you're you're jumping so far ahead. Sorry. You're so far ahead. We're still in the I first half. Off. Ben, let's let let's <laughs> let, 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 let's look at the where. The commentators on Sky, where the BBC Match Today commentators said it all changed. And Amanda touched on it. It was that foul on uh, Tommy Asu um, and uh, Arteta lost his head. Um, I thought it was a little bit, um, I, I thought it was a bit overreactionary by um, Arteta. And I didn't really understand why. I also thought that the the comments from uh, the various media say sites thing? saying... Fergus, one thing, remember, he's an ex-Evertonian, so he's already got that with them. If he was like Spurs, can you mm. understand? He's always, the crowd were on him, you know, he's under pressure every single game. He's at Anfield and he's watching Mane commit foul after foul and they just lost it. I can understand that. I can. 
It didn't help us. Sorry, carry on. Just wanted to mention he's a never time. Uh, no, I'm conscious that I'm conscious of your sore throat and your and 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 your cough. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Ben, Ben, did, what what did you make of that? And then the subsequent free kick uh, and the first half performance generally uh, overall. Go on. Um, I was actually going to say the same thing what Amanda just said, actually. I did the Evertonian bit in there because, um, mm. yeah, literally the whole atmosphere of their crowd changed on that that incident. I mean, they was quiet. We was loud. We winding them up uh, with the anti-scale songs as usual up there. And, um, yeah, literally they, they just woke up out of their seats once um, Arteta went a bit mad. Yeah, he did. And it was a heat in the moment thing and yeah maybe a little bit of experience on on the manager front and on the on the big stage but uh, I don't blame him in the slightest and Mane as history obviously with the Tierney incident last year where he should have deliberate elbows and sending off all day long um, he's an absolute wind up and he mm. done it again on Saturday um, and you can understand Arteta's reaction but yeah on the on the first goal it's just a shame really because I mean Overall, recently, I thought we've been defending set pieces a lot better, um, and then letting Mane being one of the um, probably one of the smallest players on the pitch get a free header, and and yeah, it's just the game changed, didn't didn't it from from there? It's, it's just a shame we couldn't have seen out the first half, the last six minutes of the first half, and got in at nil nil. Um, you know what? That's a that's a huge point, and Trev, you know, I messaged you. Um, because just just before, well, I messaged the group, and I think Ben, you were on that as well. Um, but I met, I messaged and said, um, you know, this is what I like to see—a bit of spirit, fight, and unity. Uh, all we need is a goal, and bang, um, Liverpool scored from that free kick. Trev, you know that pick up from where Ben was talking about on on, on that. It was just a shame not to go in at halftime nil nil, wouldn't it? I think if we went in nil nil, a bit of halftime team talk. Fergus, we could, it could be a, a different breath. game. Take a breath. Take a breath so we can all get a word in. If, if you don't breathe in a minute, you're going to run out of oxygen and pass out. I sort of have a little, little different, a, a bit of a different perspective on, on the Arteta thing to, to, the, to, to Princess and Ben in that. I think Arteta, Arteta obviously is an Evertonian, so there's, there is that in there. But I think the main thing is that Arteta is very protective of his football team and he knows what kind of manager Jurgen Klopp is. Jurgen Klopp is always gesticulating on that touchline. He's always trying to get the ear of the fourth official and the and the linesman. He's always he's always the victim, is Jurgen Klopp. And, 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 and he's a good manager for that in a way, but... Arteta decided to play him at his own game and Arteta weren't having none of it. And, and I was over the moon to see Arteta going at him like that. So he was looking after our team. Joe Tester put it, Joe, Joe Tester put a comment a little while ago and Joe knows her stuff. We all know Joe and we all love Joe. And, and she said that Liverpool were being dirty and, and fouling and laughed. And, and, and I thought they were. And, and I, <clears> I, it'd be interesting to get you guys' views because Mane, you're right in what you said, Princess, last season... He was horrible against us. I mean, he really, he, it wasn't a push to the face of Tierney. No. It was a proper whack. <clears throat> yeah. It should have been a straight red. And then he's been at it again all the first half. Niggle, 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 niggle. And he's not got done for it. And, and Arteta's had enough. But what 
I don't notice Mane being that kind of player against any other sides. Maybe no. it's not really bothered. I don't know. But I don't. When I see Mane play against any other team, I don't think of him as that dirty, horrible, sneaky little sod, you no. know. And against Arsenal, that is exactly what he is. He's dirty, sneaky, horrible. And I was so proud of Arteta for saying to Jurgen Klopp, hang on a minute, I'm not having none of this. You can you keep on with your pearly whites giving it this. I'm going to get in your face and give you some back. So, yeah, and it backfired because it made Liverpool, it fired Liverpool off, didn't it? And they, they started playing a whole different level. But I ain't knocking Arteta for what he did. I was pleased with what he did. Yeah, t- so going- <clears throat> Trev, I get go, go, that. Go, go, I get that. But- Sorry, I do get that, Trev, but I would like to say, and you know, I'm a massive fan of Mikel, but I will criticise when when it's just, it was a little bit silly to do it at Anfield. Now, I know you can't plan it when you get the red mist. I totally get that. Um, But of all places to do it, they're probably, and Spurs really, would be stupid. And uh, as much as I was like you, I was going... It's so good to see Mikel got passion and stuff like that. And we want to see that. We've never seen it from him before. But it it, it had a detrimental effect on our on our play and our game. And and we lost. And it was raised from that moment onwards, Trev. They got the crowd behind them, completely behind them. They I'm telling you now, there's no atmosphere at Anfield. I don't care what anyone says. I've been there four or five times when it is dead silent. It takes a lot for them to to raise champions league nights are different than the place is rocking but it's silent and they their voices were heard the minute after that happened and unfortunately changed it for us i'm not blaming him but i think he needs to look at that and maybe calm that next time there was there was many comments actually made there was many comments made actually about how um for that 40 minutes or 35 minutes or so uh we did silence the cop and stuff and i think it does make a difference when the home fans are quiet and you can hear the arsenal fans singing um let's look into the second half and tavares uh yotta took um or jota took advantage of tavares's mistake to roll uh, a ball into the empty net uh before uh well yeah before mana came across and um slotted in the third but Let's look at the man, uh, the, the Tavares mistake. Tavares, look, for me, I spoke to Trevor on, Trevor, when did I speak to you on? It was a Saturday or Sunday. It's probably way too soon. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I, I said to you uh, that two players had a bad day at the office, and I think we both agreed for once. Two players had a really bad day at the office, which was uh, Sammy Lakonga and Tavares. Um, there's another player we discussed which we'll talk about in a minute with the others um that i thought was a bit hit and miss and we disagreed on but talk me through that tavara's mistake and what you thought of it it's i'm not going to get on the lad's back fergus because as we nope. just said we're an inexperienced side and he's, he's just a kid but i was i was disappointed in 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 the way the mistake it wasn't a mistake it was awful it was worse than a mistake it was just an inside pass and what 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 frustrates me when that happens is that i always look and see where what his positioning is and he had loads of options in front of him yeah he had loads of he options did. in front of him he could have hoofed it he could have played it short and forward but no he went it was it was we're not going to linger on it but it was quite jacker like actually the turn and the look to pass it backwards, and it went, and, and he, he couldn't have looked up because it went straight to the Liverpool player, didn't it? And he's 
and it's an open goal. But I'm, I'm not going to berate him for it, Fergus. What I'm going to hope is he learns from it, and he and and I think we will. And I think I think that, that for me, a target is that we get to a stage, and and it may not be far away, that Arteta can do whatever he bloody well likes on the line at whatever ground he bloody well likes, because. He knows that his, his players have improved enough to back him. Mm. Go out there and put a performance in. And, and really, that's the position Klopp's in at the moment, isn't it? That's why we see these big, horrible, pearly white smiles of Klopp's. Because he knows he's got the team there. That whatever he does, he's going to get a performance out of them. But remember, this Liverpool team we watch now has taken how many years to develop? Um, five? About five years, Ben, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's about five years, yeah. You know, so it's always worth bearing that in mind. Ben, you were there. How did how did the Arsenal faithful, see, well, first of all, see it? Was it your end or not? I think it was the opposite end. Uh, and and what was the reaction amongst the Arsenal faithful at Tavares and, and that mistake? I mean, going into half time, I thought um, we obviously we backed the team throughout the first half. Even when the first goal went in, we still backed the rights at half time. But we we'll discussed at half time that we were still in a game at one nil. We we was fed up of going up there and the game was over in twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. And we was only one nil down at half time. So we actually come into out into the second half, back into our stands with with hope that um we could maybe still get something. Even though we was ineffective first half. We didn't create a lot. We meanwhile had a couple of little breaks on the counter, but I didn't think the final ball was was great and um, but we, you never know at 1-0, do you? I mean, like I say, when we've gone up there so many times over the last nine years and got absolutely hammered before before we've even, we've even started playing, um, it was just, in a way, it was a positive was we, we they, Arteta got a performance out of them first half and um, it was something to build on. So, yeah, I mean, that was a really frustrating thing because we've, we've obviously come out and we've, we've thought we've had a chance there of getting something. And then, of course, it, it kind of, once Tavares makes that pass, and, yeah, it's, um, yes, yeah, a little, I would say, yeah, of course, it's, he had options ahead of him. I mean, Trev said it go down the line or or um, even if he's got to go long, then, but he's trying to play the right way. He's obviously been told to play the correct way and um, he's he's got caught over playing. So, yeah, a little bit of an experience, but it's just a shame, really, because, at two 0 that's that's really game over. Then we're not com- we're not coming it back was, from that because, it was. because, because it was. more so for the fact that we haven't created enough to come back into the game. We're not we haven't got the to me we haven't got the firepower to come back um, even against the smaller clubs. To be honest, I just don't, I just don't I think we're so weak up front um, that we re- we badly need to strengthen in January and a striker gonna, number nine gonna... is an absolute must. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. We're we are. We are in a second. Yeah, I just want to finish on the defensive side of things with, with with Amanda. Amanda, like I'm the the player that I uh, questioned slightly um, uh, as having on and off was uh, Ben White. Um, I, but generally, uh, he, I didn't say he had an awful game, Trev. I just uh, said Wilbur. you know. He struggled a little, but our defence in general struggled. Um, there's a comment in here from uh, Jerry. Jerry said, say, "Jerry Brady's nailed yeah. it. Absolutely nailed it. No one's Tavares talking about." Tavares obviously had a mare for the. 
<clears throat> yeah, but the first goal, was, uh, Gabriel didn't cover himself in, in, in glory, but everyone's talking about Tavares. But I, I think uh, Tomiyasu at points was a little bit, you know, suspect. But we're up against probably the the most prolific uh, forward line, except for maybe City, um, uh, in the league. And if we look at, if we compare ourselves prior to the transfer window when we played Chelsea and City uh, and we we kept it, it sounds like a really awful statistic, but we kept a clean sheet for 40 minutes. We didn't keep a clean sheet for five minutes against those other two sides. And those top three in, in, in the in the league, they're in a separate league completely. But but what do you make of our overall defensive uh, thing? And then we will talk about the Aubameyang, Lacazette stuff as well. I thought it was poor. I, th- I thought it was poor, but you're right. It is against the most pro- one of the most prolific sides we've ever had in our Premier League. So all I uh, look, all I can say is that uh, can you hear my dog barking or not? I'm sorry if you can hear. I thought it was Carl. <laughs> it's, it's our puppy <laughs> who is five months old and can hear my voice, no doubt, and is barking like a loon. And what, what's his name? His we name's his Rocky, name of course. Rocky. Yay. So, um, yeah, going back to the defense, but I find it really, you know, I find it really, really hard to criticize Tavares and obviously look, look longer for the mistakes because they're young, they're going to learn. I don't think we should get on their back. No one's going to have a perfect game. You know, if anything, I'd get on a Bamiang's back regularly, but I just don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. You know, they're young, they're going to learn. And hopefully they'll learn from their mistakes. But Gabriel and White and, and even Tommy Asu, yeah, they weren't up to what we'd been seeing in the last 10 games, that's for sure. Rocky yeah, the dog. Princess John Malone well likes, said, to, likes to live with a dog. Princess, <laughs> Princess, well said. Sorry, Ferg. Sorry, mate. But well said, Princess. Because if you want to sum up the game at the end, just to keep your brain ticking over, you've got to think to yourself, were we really, really that bad? Or did we just have a group of youngsters that came up against not only a really, really good side, but a really, really good side that played to the top of their game on the day? And we've got to look at that and move on. Fergus, can you, my mate Shane King, right, is an Australian, Shane. Can you see that comment, Shane? It, uh, Fergus, my uh, mate Shane. I'll find it. Hang on. Uh, it's, it's where, how far up bottom. is it, Trev? Four from the bottom. Four from, from the bottom now. Shane King. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Shane, well. When will KT be available? He's a mate of mine, Ferg. He's, he watches us. I didn't realise he watched us most weeks. He's in Melbourne. I, I love the amount of bits we spent a lot of time. Uh, well, Sh- Shane, if sh- um, stop one second, Shane, if you're in Melbourne, you need to go to the Bar Bird, which is Max Ware's pub, and it's a gin bar. Got to go there. He knows all about it, Fergus. Don't you think I'm so already? I'm just helping my mate out. My good golly, but Shane's a top man, and Shane was COVID. To ask you a question, Shane, KT has been available for the last couple of games, but he's been on the bench um, because um, Tavares has been playing really well, in fairness to Tavares. So, but I would imagine we will see Tierney this Saturday. Hello, Princess. Are you all right, sweetheart? Yeah, I'm just calming the dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, Trev knows that story. He's got uh, walls oh. missing and stuff like that since he's he's got his new dog. Yes, puppies, <laughs> eh? Uh, listen... Abamyang, uh, Saka, you know, the, we were a threat in the counter, um, but, you know, Alisson was reasonably comfortable. Van Dijk and Matip, they were solid for Liverpool. We, we talked, and, and, and the three of you have touched on Abamyang and Lacazette. 
Aubameyang for me has been um, probably the poorer of the two, if we were to mention uh, the the two regular strikers. He just seems, I don't know, he just, it, 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 it's the odd game. He started against Norwich, he got that goal that type of went to his favour and then he seemed to get a little bit better and then he, he's just gone backwards again. Um, should the substitutions, so I'll, I'll encompass these two questions together. So about their performances and should, um, no, let's answer that one actually. Um, Princess, <laughs> Abamyang. Do, do, ba, do, ba, do. Go on, talk to me. What? what? I don't know what to <laughs> ben, say anymore. Ben, don't shake your head. Do not and shake your head sing. to that song. That's an excellent song. Bamiyang. Do, 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 do. Um, I don't know anymore. I really don't. He had a terrible, as we know, 18 months. Then he came back and started to play a little bit better. And then, first of all, he's not my captain. Never be my captain. And I'm, I'm gutted, really, because, you know, he was absolutely world-class before he signed his contract. The next week he signed his contract, couldn't he hit a barn door? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. But we need something. We're not scoring goals. We're not scoring enough goals. How strange is that, yeah, mate? Me and you, before before Amanda and, and Ben jumped on, we were just sitting here waiting for it to go uh, live. And... Um, Trevor's comment was, as soon as he signed that contract, and I went, oh, here we go. We're going to talk about Oza. We're going to talk about 350 grand a week. And I thought, I said, I don't care what somebody gets paid and 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 because that's just down to negotiation. But it is very, very much a coincidence. Um, Trev, I'll let you carry right. on, on on your thoughts <laughs> on that one. For me, it was a coincidence, Fergus. And we've, we've rattled on about... Um, about um, the performance of Albama Yang and Lacazette for a long while now. And there's all different perspectives being put on it. Like, you know, they don't get the supply they should. Well, the fact of the matter is they've got three internationals playing behind them now. So they should be getting the supply. You know, there's all sorts of ways of looking at it, you know. But the fact of the matter is, however you look at it, the fact is we're not scoring enough goals. So we need a refresh up front. We need, in my view, we need two new strikers. And, and I'm not having to go Alabama, Yang or Lacazette for that because I can't put my finger on why they're not scoring, you know. But the fact of the matter is they're not. So we need a refresh. We need a change. We need to lift it. And um, that is that is the most important thing for, for January for me. We need to buy a striker or two. People say give Balogun a run, give Martinelli a run. But with the greatest respect to them kids... Neither of them has knocked me socks off when they've played either, you know. So we need to bring in an, some new faces that are going to lift it and liven it up and uh, and see where we go from there. I can't see, can't see how. But else Trev, he hasn't really but, given but, Martinelli a go, has he? And I don't no, know. I was, why. I was just about, I was about to ask Ben that very question about like Arteta and the substitutions. You know, it, to give it a refresh, did he refresh it in the right way? Should he have brought Martinelli on for, say, Lacazette, who can, seems to only last 60, 65 minutes? Should he, or, you know, should he have even risked Balogun? I don't know if, I can't remember who was on the bench, but Martinelli definitely was on the bench, but he can't get a look in. You know, it, are, is, is this the area that people talk about Arteta's tactical awareness? Is he slightly naive when it comes to substitutions? He seems to uh, like keeping a Bamiang on for far too long. A lot of games, to be honest, there's so many games he's ineffective. But sometimes, for some reason, he gets um, the 
nice treatment to be honest but yeah he should, he, he should have gone off martinelli should have come on a little fresh fresh ideas um i don't know what is i mean he's clearly fit enough i mean he's making the bench if you're not fit enough you don't make the bench do you so um i think he's just reluctant to take a bamiang off but for me it was just that he got that he got that wrong i also thought with the substitutions i actually thought odegaard should have come on soon straight after the second goal i know they didn't score between the time he uh, of the second goal and the third goal when odegaard wasn't on the pitch but for me odegaard's the only player we've got who can control and ease ease their kind of pressure and control a bit of the tempo of the game. His very his distribution is so much better than what we've got. Um, so I thought he should have come on earlier. Um, like I said, they they didn't score in that time between the second and third goal, and and he wasn't on the pitch. But I still think it would have made a difference with regards to pressure. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at Liverpool, they've got Mane and Salah, and we've got Aubameyang and Lacazette. There's just there's no there's no comparisons for me. It's just, I mean, well, it's to be honest, top level. Lacazette, Lacazette is in that top level, and he's an elite striker. And sorry, not Lacazette. Aubameyang is uh, he's probably now past it, and Lacazette's yeah. there or thereabouts. But but uh, yeah, listen. Um, to finish up on the Liverpool game, I'm going to ask Amanda a question, and I'm expecting a long something? answer. You know that, sorry, you know that comment you just part of from Joanne Tester. Yes, uh, the big comment. I totally agree, but I just don't understand. So, so Joanne, for people on audio, said I don't think what the real issue uh, uh, supplies the real issue uh, going forward. Uh, uh, sorry, really good forwards make themselves available uh, and always demand the ball. Oba hides. Uh, he doesn't demand the ball. He makes it very difficult for the midfield to find him. But I'm not sure he hides. I just don't think he's in the right positions at the right time. He's not on his feet. He's not on his toes anymore. I don't know. I just think he's being played because he's Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, personally. I think that that's the reason. And how long can we play him for? But sorry, go on. I just wanted to bring up Joanne's point. No, no, no. no. But, and, and, and to be honest, I, I meant to talk about it. Go on, go on, Trevor. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry, Fag. Because Preet says he's exactly right, what she said earlier. Aubameyang, captains are not just about screaming and shouting and 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 wearing an armband. They've, a good captain has got this presence about them, right? You, you look at them. You don't even have to see them play or talk to them. You look at them and you think, that bloke's a captain. That that bloke's a leader. And Aubameyang doesn't do any of them things. And it does worry me greatly. And the, the other thing is, it's a, it's a little thing, but it's, it's it's something I've noticed about Aubameyang. He's got something going on at Arsenal. I don't know what it is, because he takes the penalties right. And his penalties are awful. I mean, he scores a few of them, most of them, because the goalkeeper's got to guess the right way. But he, he puts the ball... You watch when he, take, when, he, when he takes a penalty, it always go about waist height for a goalkeeper and never in the corner. If the goalkeeper guesses the right way... He ain't going to score every time. And I want to see a penalty taker that even if the goalkeeper guesses the right way, that ball slamming in the top corner, you know. That one, who did he miss one against a, a couple of three weeks ago, guys? Watford. And then I still tr- struggled to forgive him for the one at Tottenham away a couple of seasons ago at Wembley yeah. because that was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. It was more like a back pass, waist height, about two foot to the goalkeepers. If the goalkeeper hadn't saved it, he'd have been embarrassed. So it's an absolute mystery, isn't it, Trev? What's happened to him? It's a mystery, absolute. 
it, it is, Princess, it, it is absolutely a mystery. It's mind-boggling. I don't know. But, but as, as we just said, whatever the cause is, we can't keep on with it. I think, I think this January, Strikers could be, fingers crossed, the last part of, our, of um, Mikel Arteta's jigsaw. That is my hope. In my head, that's my hope. He's, he's, he's bought his defence. The defence has completely changed. It's the Man City game when we got hammered. He's bought his goalkeeper. He's got his midfielder, though I do think we could do with a deeper, creative midfield player. But the last part where he's not spent is forwards, is strikers. And I'm praying that come January, we put that right. I, th- I think I think that is... that's. The project, isn't it, to build up uh, midfield-wise? Um, the, the question I was going to put to Amanda uh, to finish up on this game is: um, Okay, we talk about the first forty minutes and that we held our own. It would have been nice to win nil-nil uh, at half time. Uh, at one-nil, uh, Ben clearly said that we're still in the game, and that's how the fans felt there. Did we capitulate? Um. Oh, that's an ask, that is. Yeah, it it didn't feel like capitulations of over the last few years, but we lost 4-0. Um, I, I'll say no and yes, if you get what I mean. I'm in the middle with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I know what I mean, I do, don't I know. you? It's really hard because I don't... I, I'm not. I wasn't very despondent at the end of it. I'm afraid. Um, I agree. With Mark. I don't think we did. See, Joe says yes. Martin says no. I'm in the middle of it. I I just feel. <clears throat> I just feel we we managed that game for 40 minutes. We we took it to them. We stopped them playing, and it's a shame. That's all. And I think I think we just have to. It's a bad day at the office. It always is. <laughs> generally, is at Anfield. Um. Mm. It's a shame we didn't get a goal back, <clears throat> even at mm. three 0 Ben, ben you were up there with Joe and everything else. Did you feel like we capitulated? <sighs> now you got me. Um, I no, I, I don't know. I think I think that I think the class just told in the end. I don't think we capitulated. I don't think we gave up. I think. I mean, when you when the goals start going in, that's when you really look for your that's when you really look for your captains, don't you? I mean, Bamiang's just non-existent. I like to see him maybe go around to two or three players, maybe just having a little word in their ear and have a look, especially the younger, experienced players. Um, I don't no, I don't think we totally capitulate. I mean, the scoreline reflects that we did, and of course, Ramsdale made some absolutely great saves. He's probably saved it. It could have been. It could actually have been seven or eight. Um, but no, I don't, I don't. It didn't look like they'd given up or anything like that. I mean, um, like I say, the, the the first forty minutes gives me the impression that um, they've got the right attitude there, and they're playing. They're playing for Mikel, so. Um, no, I wouldn't say like we have capitulated there. So, um, so a question, a question for a question for you then, Ben. Have we progressed? Have you seen progress since January? Or sorry, the the transfer window. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, Good. More so, like I said earlier on, we are starting games. We're starting games on the front foot. <laughs> And that's that's a big plus, and that's an absolute must that had to get changed, and we are, and we also have got um, a great crop of players that are actually there to play for the manager. Um, we've had in the past 
Um, certain players that do play for the managers, certain players don't. I actually feel, feel like we've got a team there. We've also got a team there that um, appreciates the fans. The fans appreciate the players. They're appreciating the hard work that's getting put in. I, I think we're, we're badly needing to sort out this front line. Like I said earlier on, I said, look, about Mane and Salah, they're just they're a different level to Bamiang and Lacazette. And, and it's just... And we we also needed that outlet um, when when the pressure was really on. We didn't we didn't we didn't do enough in in the wide areas. And um, yeah, I mean yeah, we have like, going back to it. I think we have progressed, and we obviously need to we need to find this um, bounce back ability on Saturday against Newcastle. The reaction, my word. Reactions, uh, your favourite word, Trev. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's and that's and that's key now, isn't it? Yeah. I was, I, was, I was expecting uh, Hills to come out with like he's going to go to see Pepper Pig next or something like that, you know, <laughs> like after bounce back ability. But <laughs> uh, Trev, um, what Ben said there um, uh, links us into very nicely into the atmosphere. Um, the atmosphere at the away games, the away game, which sadly you think you got COVID at, at, at Leicester was outstanding. Um, we talked about atmosphere uh, on the previous podcast of that one, and Ben accosted me and you, going, "I should have been on that one," <laughs> because we're talking about Tottenham songs being sang and not sang, and, and irrelevant games uh, like uh, inappropriate games. Um, but uh, I, I, I felt the atmosphere was fantastic. I, I could hear Sky are quite funny the way they manipulate the, the the sound, but I could hear the Arsenal faithful singing throughout the game. Even at four 0 down, they were singing uh, long and hard at, at Anfield. We got a twelve thirty kickoff on um, on Saturday. The atmosphere. What do you reckon it's going to be like? No two for one beers to get people like warmed up and get their larynx going. Talk to me, Trev. Oh, you're talking to me, are you? <laughs> You've been rattling on for that long. I weren't really listening to you. I was bored with you. But well, you're normally scowling. What you want about? <laughs> I'm taking you. Listen, just before we move on to Newcastle, we have progressed, right? You can you can draw comparisons about progression since since the turn of the year. You can look at, at what happened. Now, you see, Man City away was a capitulation, right? Yeah, that was. <laughs> right, yeah. that was a capitulation. Liverpool away, we got beaten on the day. Our kids got beaten by a stronger, better football team, and I can easily move on from that. You know, without if you want to, if you want to do a comparison to the to the last couple of seasons, just look at one game. Look at Leicester away. We, we went to we went to Leicester away, scored a couple of early goals, and completely controlled the game. Fergus, you know, um, last couple of seasons at Leicester, we've gone to Leicester and fell apart and got turned over you know so so there is progression moving on to Newcastle this Saturday um I think the atmosphere will be fine to be honest I'm I, I'd be I, there's no way you will ever get six quid out of me for a pint of them dregs that they must that they call beer in the Arsenal ground I suffered it at three pound a pint when it was two for one but I'm not you wouldn't get six pound out of me and I, I don't think that many people would to be honest I think it'll be an it's an early kickoff so we've got to get there early are you going Ben Sorry, go sorry, Ben. I have you I had you mute for a second. Go on. <laughs> no, of course, only because of COVID, I, I had to change my um, weekend going up to see the kids. So um, that that was actually a blank weekend, but I've had to obviously change it now. Um, so I'm going up this weekend. So I'm afraid to say I'll 
I'm going to miss Saturday. I'm going to miss you. Family's more important. Ben, than I... we know that, right? Family's yeah. more important. Yeah, it sure we'll is. Be we'll be all right against Newcastle. I'm sure that them young kids... You see, the good thing about young kids, having a young team, is that they're not going to sit on the fault of that, um, of that defeat at Liverpool for long. They'll have already have it in their heads now. We're going out Saturday. It's a new game, new start. And they're full of effort, full of energy. And um, it, 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 I think if we had a striker, we'd be looking at winning big against Newcastle this weekend. Um, but I, I've got no worries about the game this weekend, Fergus. Not, I've got no doubts in me head about the fact we can win it and win it comfortably as long as we play uh, to the best of our ability. Ben, uh, you've done an article uh, this week for the Guna fanzine and the reason we're talking about atmosphere is um, you. Uh, the article was entitled, and sorry, I do put you on mute because you're on your phone and sometimes there's a little bit of feedback, so that's the only reason I put you on mute. So, um, But um, you done, you've done an article, uh, Shall I Sing a Song for You? Do you want to talk to people a little bit about that article, the, the conversations we've had before about the Tottenham songs and, and, and lead into the Newcastle game then, please, mate? Well, I'll talk about atmosphere at Liverpool first um, and then I'll go into it quickly because I, I thought uh, the atmosphere was, was really good. Um, I saw the comment that Gary put up a minute ago. He actually came up with me on Saturday. He stood right next to me. Um, and yeah, the fans stuck with them even when the goals were going in the second half. They were still singing the power on over to them at the end of the game. Uh, that was yeah that, that very comment. Um, and, and it's great to see, you know, I mean... I mean, of course, you get the you get the the fat, some of the fans that leave a, a little bit early and that. But I thought, as a whole, the away end was was there was some serious numbers still there at the ends, and that and that's a really really good positive. And and it's not that; it's just the players see that as well. You know, they don't want to see empty seat, too many empty seats. They they don't they don't want to see the fans maybe giving up on them and things like that. I mean, I thought that was brilliant the way that the, the crowd did the fans um, did keep keep with the team at the end. Um, Overall, also, I'd like to say about the atmosphere uh, pre-game at Liverpool. Um, we went into the Arkles as normal, uh, went to get a drink, and all I could hear is anti-Tottenham songs. And and I, I literally shake my head, go and get my drink. And luckily enough, we, we went to the beer garden outside and found all the Ashburton army and, and a lot of other like-minded fans that literally want to sing everything but but the, the point of it is what frustrates me we are standing in the Arkles pub outside Anfield where we've won the league and there's fans there that want to sing we won the league at Shite Hart Lane and what do you think of Tottenham I'm sorry that, that doesn't go with me I want to sing anti-scouse songs I want to have a dig at them and I want to back the team and exactly what I did outside in the beer garden that's the most frustrating thing I, lo I love our fan base of praise them all day long but I also like to say um, that that some of this obsession with Tottenham really needs to uh, lower down until we're really playing them I don't, we've always sung anti-Tottenham songs but there's that what do you think of Tottenham and Tottenham get battered we're standing in Arkles pub I'm sorry that's there's too I, much I, the, the only thing about. I would say Trev uh, the only thing I would say Ben is the, the Tottenham get battered song um, which I have got a uh, little uh, why that that song is actually quite catchy i could understand it it's catchy. but but no hang on trev hang on trev but when when you're playing watford norwich 
Chelsea, uh, whoever it be, and they're gonna stand up if you hate Tottenham. I don't give a care care about that. I'm playing not. Uh, I'm I'm playing Norwich. I'm playing. Uh, you know that, that's who I'm up against. And uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you think of Tottenham? It, but it just shows that the lack of. Um, uh, inventedness of some of our songs and there was a comment much much earlier which Gary said um, about um, the Abamyang song Abamyang excellent song should be a, a number one single in the Arsenal charts in my view um, uh, but uh, the, the, <laughs> Gary said you've got a better song do you want to give us a bar? No uh, no uh, no no I'm rather, I'm rather not <laughs> to, be, to be honest if I thought it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. I like your. I like your song. I, I, thought, I like your song, really. Yeah, like you see, I, I, I knew um, I'd win you round. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got. I've got better songs for other players and club songs and stuff. I, I'll um, keep hold of them for now. But yeah, overall, like I said, like I mean, we we went outside for a good hour outside in the beer garden. It was literally all new songs. It was anti anti Liverpool songs. It was it was brilliant. I mean, it's just a shame it wasn't bigger. When you could have got a lot more in there, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, the obsession with Tottenham is just um, on another level. To be honest, um, and it needs to. Uh, some of the fans just need to go in there and start backing the team a bit more, and work, then worry about that lot down the road. To be honest, I think That's as well, totally we just need to leave the songs for when we play Tottenham. Yeah. That's it. We don't need to be singing about Tottenham in the Arkles pub. I've been to the Arkles no. pub; it's great. Yeah. Um, but that the problem is that Tottenham get battered everywhere we go. It is so catchy and it's so funny to sing. Um, and to be fair, we don't have the best songs at our club. There's many other clubs that have much better. They do, Fergus. And it's really weird because when I go to Liverpool, I've got Scouse mates and I'll be with them. And then I stand with the Arsenal. So I go to the Flatiron down the road. And they do not understand. They always say this to me. Why are you singing Tottenham songs? Liverpool away, Everton away. Why are you doing it? So it is noticed by other clubs as well. And I said, well, I don't know. I don't. I just sing whatever anyone else is singing. But um, it's true. We should just leave it for the Tottenham games. But it is a catchy tune. Amanda, is looking at the Newcastle true? game, what do you what are you expecting? <clears throat> Sorry, Trev. Did you want to pop yeah, pop in on it's that? A, it's a catchy tune, but you don't have to sing their words to it. West Ham of. West Ham have, have made their words up to exactly the same tune and they can comfortably sing to that tune at every game they play and win. So I just, I just I'm much like Ben with it and, and, and I get angry with listening, listening to these anti-Tottenham songs by every single week and not just once or twice. They go on and on. Yeah. It drives me a distraction. You know, like when you know when you're sitting at the Emirates, Trev, and they stay stand up if you hate Tottenham. I'm trying to watch the game. I don't want to stand up if I hate Tottenham. I hate Tottenham. No one, no Arsenal fan on this planet doesn't dislike Tottenham. So we don't need to sing about it at Arsenal playing Aston Villa or something. That's that's my yeah, yeah, thing. Exactly. I just think it's a bit sad, and it, it makes us like them, and we're not like them. They're obsessed with us. We're not obsessed with them. But if we sing like this, it's going to sound like we are. We go to their level. It's, yeah. Amanda, uh, th thoughts on on the lineups for uh, the Newcastle game? Would you consider resting the likes of ESR, Saka, Bamiang, Lacazette? Would you would 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 you think of rotating not all four, but any are all off? Um, I would play our best eleven, and then when we smash Newcastle five 0 take them off. 
No, I mean, look, Newcastle are bottom of the league, aren't they? I mean, you can just see it. It's so Arsenal, this, isn't it? They'll come to the Emirates. Anywhere else they go, they'll get battered. They come to the Emirates and God knows. Um, no, I'd play our top 11, uh, first 11, Fergus. And then if we are winning, rotate it in the second half. We can't go into this game resting our best players. We've got to win this game. You do realise if we do not win and we lose or... We could be back down to nine. Yeah, don't, we don't. Yeah. No, no, we, we have to, to be face facts. I, you know me, I'm very yeah. direct, very honest. We need to win this game to keep that momentum going that we had before Liverpool. This, you know, we always say, "Oh, this is the biggest game." This is a really big game for our momentum and carrying on where we left off. Look at Liverpool as a blip. Half past twelve at the Emirates. Um, I would say that the atmosphere will be quite good. Actually, um, I think a lot, a lot of the fans, the away fans, have been m- magnificent this season. I haven't been to many away games; only the one at the Etihad, and I was with the city, so I could see all the Arsenal fans, and they were phenomenal. They were. And you were I, eating wine and cheese. Come on, tell everybody you were eating <laughs> no, wine and cheese. I was in, I was in the bit, uh, the club's level of it, but we did have wine and cheese. We got one yeah. free drink. I was like, but no, I, I was watching the Arsenal fans, and I was really proud because we did capitulate, and we were absolutely bloody awful that day but yet our fans stayed and sung and you know when you hear things about oh our fans did this our fans did that I was there watching it they didn't do anything they just sung their hearts out and they have done this year and I think I think more and more and more are getting behind Mikel so I do think the atmosphere and the boys sorry I do feel the atmosphere at half past 12 on Saturday if it's not pissing down with rain it'll, it'll be good and we'll be singing and it would be great to have some fantastic new songs that we could all sing around the ground. I'm in the East Stand Upper. We've actually started singing a little bit more now, which is good. But we need that atmosphere. But, you know what? That's what's been great around the ground. That's what's been great around the ground, though, that there's been a, a, a quite a, a like a churn of some of the uh, old season ticket holders. And I don't mean old in age, but some people who've possibly couldn't be bothered to go and they've just rented the tickets out or sold them to tourists or whatever. And there's a young blood coming through and that's why you are probably getting some atmosphere in the uh, in the East Upper and so on. Trev, um, John Malone says, if you go, I'll go on the record here, if he doesn't play the best 11 and we end up with Pepe or stuff like that, we're in trouble. Would you not give Martinelli a run out just for the sake of like maybe changing up a little bit? Right. Yeah, well... Do you know what? I'm just sitting here thinking about that, Fergus. Firstly, I think that um, you're, you're, you're partly right about the atmosphere. Um, but you've got to remember that players being positive and players looking like they want to win games lifts the crowd as well. And it has been a pleasure to watch at times this year, although we've not scored as many goals as we want. So, it, so that lifts the fans. Players lift fans and fans lift players. It's a, it's a two-way thing, you know. Yeah, I was going to say the players... You know, but as for Saturday, Fergus, I, if I had to pick a team for Saturday, I would honestly, um, I'd, I wouldn't play Aubameyang, if I'm honest. I know that's going to probably great with some people, but I wouldn't play Aubameyang. Um, I'd struggle to play Lacazette. I'd look to change that that pairing completely. I don't know what to, though, because we haven't got anything else proven, but we couldn't have anything a lot worse. So there's always a point. I, I definitely want to give Tierney a run out now at left back. He's fit again. Um Although I wouldn't want to be sending the wrong message to Tavares, I think I would. Agreed. Give, I think I want to give Tierney a run out. Um, and other than that, you play your best side. If they're fit, you play them. You don't, you know, 
We all know that Pepe has not been good enough so far in his career. We hope that he will be, but we all know Pepe has not been good enough. Um, and and so you play your best team. But it's the strikers. We right at the start of the show, Fergus, we said about the strikers, and I would honestly, if I was Arteta now, I would honestly be thinking, I've got to drop Albamian to the bench. I've got to send a message here that that I've realised where our weakness has been. And you play Martinelli or you play Balogun and, and you see how they go. They didn't go well against Brentford at the start of the season, as, as you and me and Ben, will. I don't know if you were there, Princess, but we all witnessed no. Balogun and Martinelli get a start in that game and they were poor. But, you know, you can first game of the season, nervous kids, you can forgive them that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll play the best team against Newcastle, but I wouldn't play Aubameyang. Quite likely wouldn't play Lacazette. I'd look to change both of them, Fergus. So, do you want to give me a, a score prediction for this game then? Who are you starting with, me? Trevor. Trevor, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking to you. 4 0. <laughs> it will always be 4 0. Uh, ben, <laughs> what's your thoughts? Uh, well, the Newcastle game, absolutely play our strongest side. I think the only two changes I'll probably do is bring Tierney in, and I. As much as I do want to see him get dropped, and I do want to see Arteta back up his ruthlessness that he has been with other players with Abamyang, I think Abamyang is going to start, but otherwise he's got he's got to go full strength. It, it's an absolutely must-win game. It's must must-win game to um, get a reaction, to see a reaction, and um, and then we go into the two tough away games. Just before you go to Amanda, I want to praise Amanda here because. I'm sorry, Ferg, to butt in. I never normally butt in, but I'm going to on this occasion, right? Um, um, never. You see, when 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 people like you, Ferg, and Ben and myself, when we give predictions and when we talk about games, we let our, our hearts rule our head, don't we? And, and you see, Princess gave the best summing up earlier when she said she didn't expect us to win at Liverpool. She's being logical. I'm never logical. I expected us to go to Liverpool and win 4-0 because, you know, that's how I am. My heart rules me head. You mean you're you mental? Know? You mean you're well, mental, yeah? I'm a mental Arsenal fan, Princess. And when I'm come, when i on this forum like this, I should try and be more logical like you were earlier, but I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Trev, okay. Trev, Trev, never change. We love you for who you are. And I love the fact that you think we're going to win 4-0 every game, but... If you'd have said that to me before the Liverpool game, I would have probably laughed out loud at you. I'm going to go 3-1. I don't think Newcastle are as bad as their position. I think someone else said that as well. I think they're going to come and give us a game. They've got to do something because they don't want to be relegated, do they? No, I've they gone 3-1, Jerry. Ben, That's what mine... Ben, uh, I, Trevor rudely cut you off <laughs> the very second you're about to give your 4-0 uh, uh, score prediction. <laughs> It's all right, Trev. I'll let you off. COVID has obviously yeah, hit you on the head. It's fine. Uh, no, I'll go 3 1 as well. I thought 3 1 today, and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I haven't even thought about it. I think Ramsdale is just outstanding, so I feel more confident in a back line. Uh, so I'm going to go for a 2 0. Uh, only because our forward line isn't good enough at the moment. And I also want to know um, is it is it like the OAP version of the Man in Black, like the Dairy Milk thing that Trevor's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, been filmed for tonight, or is it just um, you know? 
Fergus, it's just what I happen to be wearing today. I'm wearing a long sleeve black jumper. So am I. Before. I'm in black. Thank you, Princess. Thank you very much, Princess. Nothing wrong with black, Fergus. No, nothing. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with black, but it's just like the look, the turtleneck, and everything else that Trevor's got on. He looks like oh, it's all because the lady loves. You two are like <laughs> brothers, but, honestly. Fergus, Fergus, you should be wearing black, son, because black is very slimming. Right, and trust oh, me, God. you need it, mate. <laughs> Trevor, get Next back time. in your box that way. <laughs> John Malone has got you right. He, he thinks you look like a vicar. Personally, Fergus. John, um, it, in, in your previous role, you probably would have nicked him. <laughs> Come on. What's your prediction? I said, oh, I said 2 0. Oh, did you? Okay. Sorry, because Trev was yes. talking, so I couldn't hear. We've been very what a surprise. We're very, very, very naughty tonight in, in that we haven't mentioned. Someone who's been who was remarkable in the Liverpool game and has been remarkable since he came in the side and is going to continue to be remarkable. Fergus just mentioned it and it's on my memory. We've not mentioned Aaron Ramsdale, right? No. And we do need to say, you know, that we've got we've got a, an old-fashioned goalkeeper. We've got complete and utter fruit looping goal. It reminds me a bit of old John Burridge, you know, John. John Burridge, I'm fortunate enough to speak very occasionally with John Burridge on social media. I've never met a man. I'd, I'd love to meet John Burridge. A lot of you won't remember him, but put it in put it in YouTube and put John Burridge warm-up and you'll see what kind of man I'm talking about. I'm so, so, so impressed with Aaron Ramsdale, with his attitude, with, with the him. way he carries himself and... And the way he's so fired up behind the team. And we spoke about it just now, didn't we? You know, when we were talking about the fans. With <laughs> Father <Ben>, Trev. Right? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Gary Ward. It's just something for the Trev. Fergus, <laughs> let's talk about football a minute, right? Because it's, don't, don't interrupt me when I'm talking about Aaron Ramsdale, right? Because I got he, mute. He's, he's become, you need to, I nearly swore then. He's such an important part of our team now. He's changed us. And we were talking about the fans just now, right? Players like Ramsdale is what creates an atmosphere, right? Players like Ramsdale is what creates an atmosphere. I, I don't know if he's captain material because I don't think he's quite on the on the wavelength. But, by God, he's, um, he's been a class act and he's lifted. As a fan, speaking for myself, he's lifted me. He's lifted me. As a fan, and um, it, Fergus, I, I, I wasn't going to meet you on Saturday, and now I'm definitely not going to meet you. <laughs> you. Cup of tea, Father. Uh, Cup of tea. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> After we've gone off air, right, I'll get a message from Fergus, right, and it'll say, "Trip, that top was very slimming. Can I borrow it for next week?" <laughs> I, no, it would be, it'd be like a marquee on me, mate. It'd be like a right, marquee on me. Let's talk I know, about I know. Aaron Ramsdale, Fergus, because yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. We all Trevor's love him, and I'm so pleased because the abuse, the nonsensical abuse he took before. I say it again. You know, I always say the same thing. Do not judge anyone till he's put that shirt on and crossed the white line. You know, Absolutely. I didn't even, I didn't even realise the the abuse was going on because I was like, oh, we bought a gog goalkeeper. That'd be good. My city mate messaged me straight away and went, what have you bought him? He's dog shy. What the, the, I was like, really? Is he that bad? I didn't really know much about him. And I, I've kept that message and I keep sending it to him every game. And I say, 
judge him when he plays in a different team, in a different jersey, and he crosses that white line for the Arsenal. And he crossed that white line for the Arsenal. And to this day, he has never let us down. No, he hasn't. Far from it. The opposite. He's lifted us. <laughs> He's improved us, Princess. Trev, Trev. John Malone has said, I thought Fergus looked a bit slimmer lately. Yeah, have you seen John Malone? He's always three quarters drunk. He can't see. <laughs> but he, he he tells great jokes. He does tell fantastic jokes. Yeah. He does. You're gone for for eight hours solid. <laughs> uh, guys, listen. It's been funny. It's gone all over the place. Ben is um, trying to talk. Ben is trying to talk, but you've muted him. Oh, sorry, Ben. So, I think you've all actually said exactly the same as what I think. I think. Him just not him alone has just literally generated such a different film. I mean, those away ends have been so good. Like where, the way he comes over to the away ends, his clenched fists and his interaction and is unbelievable. I mean, he's just given everybody a lift. Um, I, I absolutely love him. I, I mean, I was I, I was way I was for it for his signing. I I he had um, I think he was player of the season for, for the last two out of the last three years or something and got relegated at two clubs. So clearly he was doing something right. And like Amanda said, you can only, you can only judge him in, in, in a decent league and a decent club. And he's, mm. he's not let anybody down. And he's an absolute fan's favourite. He's absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love him. Look what Heath has just said, though, about Ramsdale. He's the missing link from the back defence and breeds confidence in the players in front of him. Sums it up. Sorry, I've just read that. But yeah, yeah. I truly believe that. Yeah. You're right, Heath. Uh, he loves uh, he does love Arsenal I think he loves whatever club he plays for he, he is a West Brom fan listen we'd be in a sorry what's that we'd be in a I love Trev he just dumped, jumps in listen <laughs> not so many seasons ago we would be at away games and after the game we'd get beat one or two nil and every Arsenal player bar one or two wouldn't even acknowledge them away fans they'd just traipse off the field and be gone. Not even acknowledge the fact that we've spent loads of money travelling hundreds and hundreds, sometimes thousands of miles to go and watch them play. I'm not going to name names because we all know who they were. And I, used, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. If players are like that, it's not going to lift me as a fan. I'm not going to stay till the end of a game that we're losing 2 or 3 nil when I know the players are just going to walk off the field and not even acknowledge the fact we've made an effort to go and cheer them on. But that's all changed Trev, now. He may, he may well have been Arsene Wenger's man. He may well have been better than Zidane. But yeah, I do I'm agree exactly what you say. And, and and the other thing as well, Trev, with Ramsdale, um, what he does, he gets the banter. He gets what it is like to be yeah. a football fan. Look at this. What's on, Dan? So, you know, that, that, that clip is up... That that's a clip from at Leicester where everyone's going, Ooh, you're crap, uh, and he just goes, hey, and he plays up to it. So yeah, I thought I I I, I like the guy, the way he comes over to us and the way he um he he gets involved is brilliant. Yeah. Guys, I was, it's I was, been I was think, Fergus. I was I was thinking today. Someone actually said it. If if Ramsdale is actually injured, I reckon you would you'd he's the sort of player you would see in an away end. Yeah, yeah. He, he'd, he'd be <laughs> well amongst it, and he would be joining in all the songs and everything. I can imagine it now. He's just one of those players. I absolutely yeah. love him. It's what not that when, Tre- 
when Trev said about the the, um, the players coming over, we like you said, we've been so used to players sulking, go down the tunnel, straight off the pitch, and we've had two or three in the past literally come over. The the, the man you give credit for is Mikel Arteta here because he's uh, literally he's got that about him that he's he's sends them all over, and and, and they they all want to do it, and it's that can only give you that feel good factor between the players and the fans. Yeah. Ben, you're so right, mate. And if there's an atmosphere, if we get a good atmosphere going in that stadium this Saturday against Newcastle, what did what do you think them players are going to be thinking? They're going to be thinking we got beat 4-0 last week. We did, we, we got beat by a better side, but they're still here. They're still all here. They're still all shouting and screaming for us. They're still all shouting our names out, you know. We're going to go out there on the field and we're going to play some good football. And that's why I said, it's, you know, players lift fans, fans lift players. And at the moment, with the with the games I've been to this year, I've had to miss a few because of bloody being old and poorly. We have, it's been a massive two-way thing going on. There's a connection between the players and the fans. There's a massive connection. And as long as that stays, we'll be all right. We will be all right. I can't wait for Saturday now. I've, I've, Princess, Ben, <laughs> you, you, Berg, You've been, you've been a few weeks. It's... I can't wait. I mean, I'm still not right. I'm still not right. I'm still struggling a bit, but there's no way I'm missing it. You might see me with a mask on, you know, but. Take care. Yes. I've got, I'm so excited. And then we've got Man United away. I'm not missing that. Then we've got Everton away. I'm not missing that. I just want to be watching my football club. You've got Leeds away with me. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, we've just. Excuse me. <laughs> we just—I've not had this feeling for years. Even though we've just been beaten four 0 right? I want to go and watch the Arsenal play. I'm desperate to go every week and watch the Arsenal play. And it's a—it's so, that's what it's so, like. Trev, Trev, there's been a couple of comments in here. Like we're, 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 we're most of us are pro Arteta on here. Uh, well, actually, I, I don't say I'm pro anybody. I'm pro Arsenal. Uh, Andy Land and Sentiment and a few others have made comments uh, about um, another outside European place and you still Arteta in. Um, and, and, the, and that's the flavour of things. Look, the title of this one is Be the Best and Beat the Rest. Those top three that I mentioned, Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City, very few people have got a chance of beating them. All we've got to do is go out and give our all against the other 16 opposition teams. We're, you know, we're a point outside the 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 the, the top four. Uh, although, Christ, I never even imagined we'd get uh, into top four this season. Um, and if we can get the forward line sorted out in January, we're there. And we've really overran. Ferg, let me just come back, mate. Well, I don't care if we've overran. This is lovely. I'm lovely talking with these guys, right? It's, it's you know, we we said it earlier in the show, Ferg. Liverpool took five, six years to create what they've got now, yeah. right? Nobody understands, or, or people do understand, but I wonder if they accept the task that not just Arteta, but Emery had. I have sympathy with Emery. We all know that, right? But that's in the past now. So their their task was massive, huge. We had a team of underperformers, underachievers, and more more importantly, we had a team of couldn't care less people, right? Players. And that is changing. That is changing. Now, I did go on record and say that Arteta, for me, 
Christmas, this Christmas coming would be a great point to judge Arteta. Two and a half years in charge, I think, off the top of my head, and I need about a long time. But for me, he's got longer now. He's always going to have my support for longer because anyone that says they could have foreseen Alba's dramatic lack of... I know it's been over 18 months now, but he signed the, the, the new contract then. Anyone that says he could have foreseen Alba's dramatic loss of form is probably not telling the truth because no one could foresee that such a dramatic, a dramatic fall from grace, you know. And no way Arteta would have been thinking... I'm going to have to go out and buy myself a, uh, at least one new striker. He would have thought that was where his, his, his safest bet was and he had to build from behind them, which he's done. You know, he's built a back five that we could be proud of. You know, the midfield, uh, I'm humming and ahhing about it, but I love the fact that we've got internationals, Saka and Smith-Rowe and Odegaard's Norway captain. So now we, we just move that step forward and he's, I want to see what he does in January and I'm excited, but... I, we mentioned it. Oh God, I miss Europe. You, you boys and girls know that I love my trips to Europe, and I've missed it greatly this year. So, top half a dozen for me, if we can, is an improvement on previous years. And I won't question Arteta if we get in the top half a dozen. And I'm going abroad next year, watching my, watching the Arsenal play, the Arsenal play. And I want everyone. To, if you people say Arsenal, it's it's Arsenal. I saw Lukonga say it this week. I play for yeah, Arsenal. I nearly said it. something to him. Pull yeah, <laughs> up on it. They, they don't play for Arsenal. They play for the Arsenal. And it's a capital T. Capital T. The Arsenal. We're special. We're special club. People don't like us. Why? Because we're a special, special club. We've got class. We've got history. We are the Arsenal. On that note, Burgers, I'm going to talk tonight because my voice is no, no, going. No. I'm tired. Good. I've had enough. I'm going to listen to you waffle on for another couple of minutes and then I'm done. <laughs> Good. Amanda, uh, very one sentence briefly, minimum expectations for uh, on Arteta for our, what Arteta's got to achieve for our so-called loving for Arteta to change. Our... Um, top six, Carabao Cup, I'll be happy. You told me to ben? be quick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's got, it's got to be top six. Get back into Europe, get on a couple of European tours. And uh, yeah, Carabao Cup would be lovely. We've definitely got to go for all competitions, haven't we? So yeah, it'd be nice to get that. And listen, at the end of the day, we all just want to see. No, 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 no. Trev, stop a second. You'll you'll get a, 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 a you'll get a you'll get a moment. Uh, let me just take that one down. I better do. Uh... Don't let me forget me drift. Uh, no, no, I, you won't. I just, I, I just can't wait to see you in Europe again. Mm. I agree. I agree. Listen, let's get a little bit more cheerful. Uh, we have got old man Trevor Hilsey Gooner uh, all the way out in. What's, <laughs> it, what's the name Trev. of the town you're in? Where are you? This is you're a pre Hello, bit. boys. Can you hear me? Because you're on my iPhone. Oh, Trev, oh, Halloween oh. was Thursday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Am I like that? <laughs> Trev, you're looking boy, good, I'm son. Drunk. You're looking good. I'm drunk, boys. We've had a few beers. It's one euro a bottle. We're in Guimaraes. Uh, I don't care about the manager. I don't care about the players. It's a proper away trip, isn't it? European away, so I'm drunk and I'm with me lad. And yeah, we're having fun. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. How you doing? 
<laughs> Trev, <laughs> I was going to say, do you remember it? You don't, clearly. <laughs> I, I do remember it. The ne- I, I always laugh at the next bit there when um, when you asked me, I think you asked me what the atmosphere was like and the beer was that cheap in the hotel bar where I hadn't left the bar. I'd been in the hotel bar all night. I hadn't left it. I think it was one euro of beer. But talking of beer, Fergus, that and this is what I was going to finish off with. We haven't given James Power the credit he deserves because he's had the comment of the night up there um, talking of beer. They need to serve better beer in the stadium to help build an atmosphere. And and I know it's said with some joviality, but it's right. People are not going to pay six pounds well, to drink. The Tre- Tre- Trevor, no. you, you joke. I, I, myself and my brother had a pint uh, at the last game, the Watford game, um, and it was £6.20. So we spent. No, th- did you buy it? I don't know. I, I thought he bought it, but it was it was filth. It it it, it literally turned my stomach. Um, and it I had that much out of it. It was absolutely awful. Look on that note. Um, let's look forward to the um, Newcastle game. Uh, thank you, uh, Ben, for joining us two weeks in a row. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. Fergus, Fergus people... can I quickly say on this last minute, I didn't actually answer the question about the Guna. The fanzine. Um, just quickly, yes. uh, all it is all it is is literally about generating the feel good atmosphere amongst the players. I literally, it's just a column. Um, Leif Yusuf has asked me to put in a few words, and I'm absolutely delighted, honoured to put, make a contribution. Uh, there'll be a few like new songs, um, and just generating like some of the old songs back to the back to the stands, and yeah, the feel good atmosphere really and um it's um it's good it's good I, I enjoy doing it and i've done another one after i've done another one after the liverpool game which was put online um which i think you saw um and i've done one after the leicester game and i'm gonna i'll be i did the the previous issue of the guna as well so um and i've got to do one for this weekend for the next issue so um yes yeah, so it's a Brilliant. decent read i only get one page but yes um it's positive and it's it's about just basically about generating a, a better atmosphere with there's um, some new new songs along the way, and then hopefully um, things change with regards to atmosphere. Because one one thing I am trying to push for with a few others is we need to have a, a decent singing section in the Emirates. Because um, apparently it was Red Action that was supposed to be the the when we went to the Emirates, they were supposed to be the ones to do it. And um, I don't really hear much from them to be honest. And I think something needs to change. Um, I know you've got the group, the Ashburton Army, and the Clock End, but they're needing they're needing their own allocation, which I think they've got now after a bit of a push. Um, they're in there making a lot of noise. We're just needing a lot of like-minded fans in one area, two, three thousand, to start getting the rest of the ground going, and then drowning out some of these boring, dull chants that we're, we're hearing week in week out, and replaced with better ones. So yeah, it's just hopefully um, some people take note, and then um, we can only try anyway, can't you? Mm. Right, yeah, no, man. brilliant. Get your Gooner. Right. Get your Gooner. Well done, mate. Amanda, thanks very much for joining us again. Um, tell everyone where they can, well, where they can't find you. Uh, social <laughs> media, socialite. <laughs> um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I mainly talk about Ars- the Arsenal, sarcasm. Good girl. <laughs> Good girl. My dad would be proud. Um, the Arsenal, sarcasm, and sticking up for everybody that actually gets trolled basically um doing a girl 1969 that's me on twitter 
Trev, good to see you fit and well. Um, get out and deliver those milk tray, and I'll see you on yeah. Thursday. Make sure you don't leave any in your pockets. Well, do you know what, Sam? Thank you. Uh, you know, people, a lot of people only see you and me on here, mate, but what they what they, they probably do realise that we're really good mates, you know, and we're, we're close. And uh, coming on, I, I, I've not, I'm still on not at my best and I've not felt my best, but coming on here tonight, mate, has lifted me no end. It's made Aww. me feel 10 times better talking to Princess and, and Clock End, Ben, <laughs> and you were here as well, mate. So it's great to see you, mate. Great to see you it's back. It's so pleased that you're okay and on the mend. Yeah. Love it's disappointing, bird. really. I have to go. I'm so sorry. I should have been right, gone. I'm going to go. go but Exit I love music you all. is going. I know. See I'm a celebrity. Yourself. Comes next. See you later, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.